Salutations, everybody. Salutations. It is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram crew day. We got uh, Stuka and Eugene bringing us in, produced by Jadu. Song's called Need Me, featuring Steven. It's what we used last week uh, for our outro song for the podcast, but it was so fire that I felt like it was appropriate to lead into this transmission with... Somebody said something about my Patriot Supply. Yes, that's funny that you actually say that because I have a ready hour My Patriot Supply storable goods package right here. I'll actually be promoting that here shortly. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I put up that uh, that post about the Pentagon war game, including a scenario for military response to domestic Generation Z rebellion. I put up that post last night, and I got so compelled to break down what was happening as I, I went and did like a 22-minute video that I'll be releasing basically right after this, uh, going into depth about that because I put it up basically at like 10 o'clock last night, and I was just compelled to literally break down... Uh, the strategic, the, the, what, what's going on, man? Um, if you guys are very curious, definitely go check it out. I'll put that in the in the description bar below because it'll play a huge part in what we talk about here. Um, I wanted to go out of my way to specifically do a, a a transmission on just that post itself and not mention it in passing, like in an episode or an Instagram live or something. I wanted to go out of my way to really bring attention to that Zabellion. You guys can find that link in the description bar below or on our audio podcast feeds because it's very important. Um, the Pentagon training to take on civilians and, and releasing it right now, like as Donald Trump puts up a barrier around the White House, it's like how much more obvious does it get? Very, very obvious. Uh, so let me give you guys a few quick updates. I'll fly through these topics and then we'll get into things. Um, I didn't get around to doing it because I was too busy trying to make a cool intro. But you can support this operation by joining our Patreon-exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. Um, <laughs> that little stunt I pulled the other day about saying if you guys want to support a black-owned business, you can donate via PayPal, Patreon, Cash App. Didn't do anything. We got, ironically enough, two exclusive members out of it, but I'm glad that people didn't feed into the stunt. Um, you can support this operation, like I said, by joining patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. I should let you guys know that probably <laughs> I haven't really come up with a, a defined date, but I'm going to be taking like a break. I'm going to be taking like two weeks off from social media, two weeks off from podcasting, two weeks off from doing this, and I'm going to just detach. I'm going to just detach social media distance and get away from all this crazy stuff because as you guys can tell, it's getting increasingly crazy. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about that's going on in my own personal life in reaction to all this is going to be crazy. And so... Um, I just I just needed a second to 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 get uh, recalibrated. And so, as I said before, somebody mentioned talk about my Patriot supply. I still have uh, are already broken into thirty day supply of ready hour storable goods, which you guys can find in our description bar. I'll put that put that there as well. You can get ten percent off, and while purchasing some of the ready hour storable goods, not only do you guys get yourself food, but you also support this operation. Um, I have to do like a legit, right now, I think, what is this? Creamy Alfredo pasta. 
Yeah. I have to do a promo where I break down what's all in here because they have, they've, they've, they've got, what is this, white rice, they've got potatoes, they've got pasta, they've got all kinds of stuff over here and it is really surprising to see. Uh, shelf life up to 25 years, you know, it's made in America, shipped in America, unfortunately it doesn't ship worldwide but we are working on getting a, 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 a storable goods supplier that can ship worldwide. Because, again, and I'll talk about this whenever I get into these topics, we're not hearing about it, but the food shortages, the supply line being broken, we, we, we all want to act like coronavirus didn't just happen, and that's cute and all, but there's real-world implications of what the fuck just happened. We can't just shut down for extended periods of time and not expect for there to be some kind of blowback. So go ahead and get you guys some, some storable goods. Very, very important. You see what they're doing in the stores? You see what's going on with Antifa, all this destabilization? You want to try to go shopping in that? We're going to... Uh, uh, I can't even, I'm not even going to come around and start talking about inflation prices, stuff going up. It's really, really crazy. So yeah, go ahead and get yourself some storable goods at today's taste with today's rates where you don't have to go out there and go fight all kinds of people. That's the easiest thing I can say. Um, last plug and then I'll start topics. New Leaf Naturals. We've got a decent amount of supply or at least a, different, uh, a decent amount of response. Last time uh, I got up over here and did the bit showing the New Leaf Naturals, you guys can get 20% off by using promo code Freedom Faction or just using our link. Um, pretty crazy because we've had we've had New Leaf Naturals for quite some time and people are just now being aware of it because we're bringing it up here. I don't know. Maybe it's time to cut a new ad, make people aware of it. New Leaf Natural CBD oil. That's why I'm able to come up over here after working out for two and a half hours, not being all grimy and grungy and angry. Cool, because of the CBD oil. <sighs> Obey Craig, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I'm about to go through the topics, but if you keep this yelling, this, this yelling, shouting stuff up, my friend, I'll have to kick you out. I do listen to the comments and I do read what people are saying, but I don't want that type of, uh, I'm not going to reward that type of behavior. So here are the topics. I'm going to tell you guys real quick a story about this little chicken I have. And after I get done with that, I'll tell you about how I engaged in some rooftop security patrolling this week, uh, this past week, into the weekend. The powers, four slash teachings of creation versus destruction, the globalist communist revolution, the future outcome, defunding the police, the Zebellion thing that I mentioned before, I have an article up over here to talk to you guys about. Those are a few of the topics, but um, the best way I think I can talk about all this stuff that's going on is really highlight how none of this is normal. I'm actually kind of frustrated if you can't tell, with the increasing escalation. We're not configured for this. A lot of people aren't. I'm not wanting to get up over here and tell people to grab their arms, you know, fight back and do all this other crazy stuff. I'm trying to promote peaceful resolution, de-escalation, and just making sure <laughs> that we make it through all this stuff with our freedoms and liberties intact. Let me start. You know, you guys know I got my chickens, right? Some of them are about to turn a year old next month and in that time frame, I went and got, I think, eight more chickens. I got some during uh, the coronavirus pandemic. They're my pandemic chicks. You guys have seen me talk about them and post about them. And I also went and got some on uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 1st and Cinco de Mayo. Now, the ones that I got on May 1st, May Day, my May Day babies, I named them Arma and Gideon. Like Armageddon, but Arma and Gideon. Now, Gideon is perfectly fine. I don't worry about Arma. Or I don't worry about Gideon, I worry about Arma. I say that because I had a chicken beforehand, one of the first four I got from the first flock, 
that exhibited some of the same symptoms. She was sickly, had water on the belly, bumblefoot, lame. She was lame. You know, there was, there, was a, there was a lot of issues with her. I kept that chicken basically in the coop for roughly six months before we began to take it out. Now, the chicken that we took out these times, Arma and Gideon, we took them out within essentially the first month. My girlfriend, you know, she objects. She's like, oh, that's not cool. They're going to die. I say, you know, I would rather them die trying than die in some box being catered to. There's a point to this. Many may not see it, but that's okay. That first flock I had, I catered to them, I gave them water, I fed them, but I didn't give them sunlight. I tried to simulate survival and I tried to simulate life, but I didn't actually let them fight for it. They didn't have a fighting chance. For, for, for four to six months, I kept that first flock in there and they, and they basically died. They died whenever I had a party uh, post the protest that I went to back in September. That's how long the chicken lasted from July until September. Because I was having a party. We were showing people, we, we had them in the back bathroom. We were showing people like all of our chickens. And then, you know, we show like a batch of the chickens to somebody. And then <laughs> he's dead as a doorknob, dead as a doorknob, uh, stiff as a bird while we're having a party. Um, so fast forward to this third flock we had. We put them outside within their first month because they're exhibiting some of the very same symptoms. I said, you know what, babe? I'll be honest with you, man. The only thing I can do is throw this chicken outside. And if it dies, at least it dies trying. But we have to give it a fighting chance. We can't keep this thing in the coop and watch it die. Lo and behold, the chicken's feathers are growing. It's not coughing. It's not sneezing. It's on its feet all day. It's drinking water. It's socializing with the other chickens. You get, I, I'm not sure many people will get my point. That's okay. The point I'm trying to make is a lot of the times we end up trying to simulate life and experience these things and think we know what's best, but we end up hurting things. Okay? We end up doing more harm than good thinking we're trying to protect things. Now, <laughs> somewhere during that story, I was supposed to mention to you guys that just last night, essentially two nights ago, while sitting outside with my chickens, because this is a thing that I'm doing, instead of getting all fired up and radicalized like everybody wants us to do, I'm sitting outside with my chickens, working in my garden. Don't ask me how, but I just got into this mode to where I started basically taking a hatchet to a, to, to a wood and making a spear. I did it. Sat there, made a spear, and I'll show you guys next week because I didn't, uh, I didn't pull it up here, but I turned this chicken into a spear. I call it kindness. I decorate it with my chicken feathers. I drill a hole into it. I put like a rose quartz crystal in the bottom part of it, and then I drill like another hole through it so that it can basically dangle, and it's my walking stick spear, and I call it kindness. That way, if I kill anything, I killed it with kindness. Now, the important part behind starting this transmission off is trying to talk to you guys about the important teachings and powers of creation. You get me? Talking about patience, time, building things, being productive. What I'm about to go through here, I'm about to talk about nothing but destruction, bedlam, and mayhem. Mm-hmm. I'm about to talk about chaos. I'm about to talk about a lot of crazy stuff. You see, I would prefer to be sitting in my yard with my chickens, enga engaging in whatever the hell it is I do, having a good time, Writing, doing all kinds of different simple stuff. But instead, <laughs> I got called for rooftop security patrol. Instead, I'm about to talk to you about how what we're experiencing right now is a gradual deconstruction of America. 
the teachings and the powers and the beauty of creation, productivity, positivity, that's going right out the window. It's going right out the window. <laughs> this past Friday, I told you guys about the protests aftermath. I went to Monday, and then that following Friday, I won't tell you much more details, but I essentially got called uh, by people with authority to conduct uh, essentially rooftop security patrol. That's very foreign for someone like myself. I'm a nerd. I prefer the information and, like I said, peaceful resolution, de-escalation. Uh, not being stationed on rooftops, patrolling people, watching to make sure that they don't cause chaos. Now, during... I don't even think I should really talk about this because it just sounds like crazy, dude. From watching like drone footage to hearing like police scanners to just like watching Facebook feeds of people that are there and then you know you got weapons just like all over the place. It's crazy. And you're having to watch this. You're watching as civilians are figuring out the legal and lawful way to protect their businesses. It's crazy because again, I'm not for this. I mean, I'm down for it. Protect yourself for sure. But to, to, to be doing this to be tying up my shoes, getting my kit, getting my, uh, loading up, you know, all kinds of stuff, and then driving into the city instead of going to a bar, it's honestly jarring. Mind you, this very same time, uh, that Monday, I'm seeing my entire central city, the central part of my, of my town, destroyed from Black Lives Matter. What I'm trying to break down to you guys is, again, the chaos, the bedlam, and the mayhem, and how none of this is normal. Not a goddamn piece of it. And me coming up over here to talk to you guys in the simple way that I do is to try to retain some sense of normalcy as we enter into these chaotic and crazy times. It's not normal. Do, do, do not let my calm and cool demeanor confuse you. I'm very, very frustrated that we have to do these types of things. Now, I mentioned briefly the powers for slash teachings of creation and destruction and how I constantly get up over here and try to talk to you about, hey, we need to do better. We need to, we need to care. I know that sounds lame, right? Caring about things, wanting the better for your human, your human, you know, do it, sacrificing your time for the greater good. I know that's that's hard. I know people don't want to hear that, but because we have been in such a position of disenfranchisement and, and, and just just victimology mindset, we are essentially being told to destroy everything. We're being told that we need to engage in deconstructivism now. I've talked about this in a larger context and like a long range agenda type thing. It ties into the, de uh, the fourth industrial revolution, the post-industrial revolution, the socioeconomic reformation and the socio-political reformation, uh, collapsing the old world order so that they can bring forth the new world order. That's what I mean by the deconstruction. That's why they're telling you, you have no gods. You have no masters. You have nothing. Government is your God. You guys may have heard me talk about how uh, once they get done destroying all these statues, your gods are next. Because to the communist, there is nothing sacred. How do I know these things? Because years ago, when we reported on Chinese Christians having their churches destroyed, their Bibles rewritten, right? The Ten Commandments replaced with President Xi Jinping quotes. The government is God. Carrie Wedler of the anti-media said it the best. That statism is the most dangerous religion. And now you have people who are willingly tearing down everything that you hold sacred so that they can replace their own ideology. This is deconstructivism. It's the best way I can describe it. 
Social disintegration. That's what we talked about just last week, right? With the protests, right? With the military, the National Guard. This week, we're talking about defunding the police. What we're going through right now is just this social disintegration, a period of deconstruction. You see, that's why none of this makes sense. It's fake anarchy, and I'll tell you that. It's not real, true anarchy, where there's autonomy, and sovereignty, freedom, individuality. No, it's fake. A manufactured sense of anarchy. Civil unrest. Which brings me to this article that I would like to bring to your attention, my good friends. We put this up yesterday. And as I said before, I'll put the link for, um, for the full 22-minute video that I did. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below because I only want to go over a little bit of this. People have to understand, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm not up over here talking about this type of stuff because I want to. I'm talking about it because it terrifies the hell out of me, okay? Whenever you have, I have this here in the notes as well, Obama's 2012 NDAA, the, the National Defense Authorization Act. Whenever you have Obama literally signing a, 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 a bit, an act to say that they can disappear your ass for asking the questions, they can send you to foreign countries for asking questions, you're darn right I'm going to pay attention, okay? Now, these very same powers have been given to Trump. And the very same powers will be given to whoever comes after Trump as well. That's, the, <laughs> that's what people need to understand. You probably see it over there in the comments. A lot of people actually supporting like martial law and all this other crazy stuff. That's not me. Those are people who were, already, who were loyalists to some crazy PSYOP agenda. But let me read a little bit of this. Um, and then, then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. I'll try to speed, speed off as much as I I'll try to get off as much as I can uh, in a coherent fashion. Uh, but we put this up June 8th, yesterday. It's from Signs of the Time. It says, Pentagon War Game includes scenario for military response to domestic Generation Z rebellion. It says, in the, before I continue on, one of the reasons I wanted to read this is because the language they use talks about the structure that we already have, uh, the infrastructure that we already built, the information networks. Um, I tell you guys time and time again, we're trying to figure out the financial aspect of all this stuff as well. They go over, essentially what we would be end up developing to exist separate from the system. And it's just crazy to, 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 to see this like off air. I'll say this and I'll get into this off air. I've hit, I've been ranting about like the spiritual formula behind communists and how they don't produce anything, how they take everything, how they control and manipulate all kinds of stuff. They don't produce, they don't create, they just go through and destroy things and, and, and they don't know how to run things. They don't know how to replace things. You see, they just, it, it was, there's just a lot of stuff happening in the background. So to have this article come out at the end of the day that explains it all is just almost, uh, it's jarring, as you can tell. Let me get into this. It says, in the, in the face of protests composed largely of young people, the presence of America's military on the, on the streets of major cities has been a controversial development. But this isn't the first time that Generation Z, those born after 1996, has popped up on the Pentagon's radar. Documents obtained by The Intercept via the Freedom of Information Act reveal that a Pentagon war game called the 2018 Joint Land, Air, and Sea Strategic Special Program, or JLASS, offered a scenario in which members of Generation Z, driven by malaise and discontent, launch a Zebellion in America in the mid-2020s. It says the Zebellion plot was a small part of JLASS 2018, which also featured scenarios involving Islamist militants in Africa, anti-capitalist extremists, and ISIS successors. 
The war game was conducted by students and faculty from the U.S. military's war colleges, the training grounds for prospective generals and admirals. While it is explicitly not a national intelligence estimate, the war game, which covers the future thoroughly, or the future through to early 2028, is, quote, intended to reflect a plausible depiction of the major trends and influences in the world's regions, according to more than 200 pages of the document. So according to the scenarios, many members of Gen Z, psychologically scarred in their youth by 9-11 and, and the Great Recession, crushed by college debt and disenchanted with their employment options, have given up their hopes for a good life and believe the system is rigged against them. You guys understand what I'm saying right now? Like before I continue on with this, do you do you do you do you get how they are essentially wargaming to deal with the next generation? I'm always talking about, oh gosh, where are the reinforcements? Where are the other me's? Where are the other people that care about what's going on and are willing to stick their neck out there and want to do something about this? Oh, don't worry, EJ. The Pentagon's got a plan for that. Let me continue on. It says, here's how the origins of the uprising are described. Both the September 11th terrorist attacks and the Great Recession greatly influenced the attitudes of this generation in the United States and resulted in a feeling of unsettlement and insecurity among Gen Z. Although millennials experienced these events during their coming of age, Gen Z lived through them as part of their childhood, affecting their realism and worldview. Many found themselves stuck with excessive college debt when they discovered employment options did not meet their expectations. Gen Z are often described as seeking independence and opportunity, but are also among the least likely to believe there is such thing as, quote, the American dream, and that the, quote, system is rigged against them. Frequently seeing themselves as agents of social change, they crave fulfillment and excitement in their job to help, quote, move the world forward. Despite the technological proficiency they possess, Gen Z actually prefers person-to-person -person contact as opposed to online interaction. They describe themselves as being involved in their virtual and physical communities and have reject, or have, and has rejected excessive consumerism. How does that does that does that not sound like kind of what we're talking about? What we've done, unfortunately, you know, you don't really see me get up over here and promote promote corporations, big pharma, any of these people. I like thoroughly, I'm staunchly against them, right? You guys hear me talk about these things, but what's crazy is you got if you guys go to the post, read the actual document that's there for educational purposes only. It, it basically talks about, you know, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like it talks about the creation of Antifa uh, and other so-called freedom fighters and more. But it's, it's, it's just crazy the, the language they use and the fact that they're releasing this now. You get me? Like I said, like as Donald Trump's putting up barriers around the White House, we have uh, 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 protests erupting nationwide. <laughs> they're just like, hey, let's let's go ahead and release this. Let's let the people know. We see you getting prepared. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and get prepared, too. This is why they're training for some kind of conflict with, with, with civilians. This is why they're saying, go ahead, and get, go ahead and get your guns. Go ahead and do all these things. Here's our plan for you. Let me continue on here. This is, this is the key part. This is how you know it's a part of the predictive programming and part of the agenda. It says, in early 2025, a cadre of these disaffected Zoomers launch a protest movement. 2025, right? We're at the point to where <laughs> they've they, they locked down the country, they've tucked down education. What do we all use to communicate now? Zoom. Generation Z, we're Zoomers. You see what I'm saying? You see how it's incremental. Continue on. Beginning in, quote, parks, rallies, protests, and coffee shops, first in Seattle, then New York's, 
New York City, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Austin, Texas, a group known as Zebellion begins a, quote, global cyber campaign to expose injustice and corruption and to support causes it deems beneficial. What's our tagline? Expose lies, share truth. You get what I'm saying? Do, 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 do you see how in some, and I've talked about this on the show a number of times as well, how they're letting us operate to some degree just so they can figure out how to manipulate us for future outcomes. I ask the question all the time, why am I still here? I would love, like I, like I started this transmission off, I would love to sit up over here and not have to deal with this. But because of the stuff that's going on, we're having to, we're, ha we're having to change. I said this just last week, you know, this revolution has some of your baristas turning into bomb makers. What's your story? A lot of these people don't understand what's going on. We're not going to, like, the life that we were promised, if you want the truth, it's not going to be there. The country clubs, the fast cars, the babes, all these other things, it's not going to be there in the future. Because you have, like I said before, these deconstructionists taking it down. They call it, what is it, white supremacy or patriarchy or whatever, whatever it is these days that fits the bill. You get me? We continue on. It says, during face-to-face -face recruitment, would-be members of Zebellion are given instructions for going to sites on the dark web that allow them to access sophisticated malware to siphon funds from corporations, financial institutions, and nonprofits that support, quote, the establishment. The gains are then converted to Bitcoin and distributed to, quote, worthy recipients, including fellow Zebellion members who claim financial need. Zebellion leadership says, or Zebellion leadership Says the, says the scenario, assures its members that their Robin Hood-esque wealth redistribution is not only untraceable by law enforcement, but, quote, ultimately justifiable as targets are selected based on, quote, secure polling of, quote, network delegates. Although its origins are American, by the latter 2020s, Zebellion activities are also occurring across Europe and cities throughout Africa, Asia, and the Middle East, including Nairobi, Kenya, Hanoi, Vietnam, and Amman, Jordan. Uh, I, I just want to take a quick uh, a quick detour and talk about something that's even more important, right? I see people over here in the chat talking about, you know, QOP or QSYOP, all this other nonsense. Those are the type of people that are going to be a part of all this, like I'm telling you. Like, you're going to see... What happens whenever Q and Anana and, and, and Antifa and all these other cats get together, okay? Just, just keep that type of, type of stuff in mind because a lot of my... Back in 2018, or early 2019, whenever we went down to the border and we figured out that Antifa was working with like ISIS and the cartel and they were smuggling guns and people, people really don't understand this shit. Like that's just the sad truth of the matter. People don't legit care about like what's going on. Somebody's talking. Let me read this real quick. This comes from the the exercise material for educational purposes of JLASS-SPAY 2018. It talks about, and the very important part here, is it talks about what happens whenever these gangs or these organizations begin to essentially amass so much power that they get recognized on the global scale, right? Just today, the, the family of George Floyd went to the United Nations to protest police brutality. They're trying to use this event to reform police nation around the entire world. What happens whenever these small gangs begin to get international recognition? Let me read a little bit of this. It talks about military conflicts. It says, in addition 
To the constant threat of terrorism, world leaders remain concerned about the potential for con con conventional conflicts, particularly over natural resources. For example, perceived or actual water shortages could motivate state actors to take unilateral actions to assure access to adequate water flows. In the worst case, this could result in interstate conflicts if, governments, if government leaders deem assured access to such resources essential for, ma for maintaining domestic stability and regime survival. However, actions short of war could have important geopolitical consequences. Maritime security concerns provide a rationale for naval buildup and modernization efforts, such as the continued development of blue water naval capabilities by India and China. And so the example that I used is, what happens if, say, Antifa links up with one of these, uh, links up with one of these eco-terrorist groups, right? What happens if uh, Antifa links up with Greta Thunberg? And then AOC tells them, hey, you need to go over here to the North Dakota Access Pipeline. You need to destroy the pipeline so that we can get the water. Do you understand, like, do, do you understand the coordination that's going on? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, how are these protests going down nationwide? The coordination. Who's financing these things? You see, who's organizing all of this? You get me? And what is the ultimate goal? It's a design collapse. I think everybody gets that. But you've got to understand, there's a lot of different forces at play right now. Our landscape, like the, 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 the political landscape of what is happening is so volatile that I think we're all waiting for things to go down. So I'm going to cut that right there. If you guys want to learn more about that, go listen to the 22-minute transmission I did called Zebellion, where I break that down. Uh, and I did that because I'm going to refer back to this more in the future. I think everybody understands what we see happening right now is not normal. Uh, and all this is going to do is put us at a point to where to where we're destroyed man there's really nothing else to say you know the next topic we have here is the global communist revolution for slash the, insur the insurrection and how they're using fake virtue signaling and real social issues as a means and a pretext to take over i'm going to be having a guest on uh either this week or next week to talk about the history of the communist Insurrection, the history of the communist revolution. Uh, real talk, you know, I tell you guys this all the time. We come from the paranormal, supernatural aspect, paying attention to politics and all this other nonsense. That's not something that we come from. So I wanted to get somebody on that has a historical understanding of what's going on with the communists to see how we're facing them today. The very same, the very same operating system showing its face today. People need to understand that what's happening right now is, 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 is our, our generation's time to fight for freedom. And that's why they systematically tried to get so many people addicted to communism, socialism, and all these other globalist-like ideologies to where they don't, they don't tell people to think for themselves. They don't take, tell people to build for themselves. Like, I, I should not be here talking about things like voting with your dollars, voting with your lifestyle. I shouldn't come up over here. I shouldn't have a job doing this shit. That's, that's it. We should not... So many people have bought into this agenda and bought into this lie that this is where we're at right now. The very fact that people think I should be doing all this work for free shows you the mindset of where people are at. People don't want to build things. People don't want to produce things. You get me? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy seeing things escalate and increase to this point uh, to where people just don't care. That's just it. I'm going to read real quick about George Soros' Twitter page being flooded with uh, people calling for his arrest.
because we're going to be talking about things like the Open Society Foundation and how they basically use philanthropy as a means to infiltrate a country, install their views, disrupt and destabilize that country wherever it is, and then once they have like essentially foreign actors in there, <laughs> they can begin to carry out, again, these globalist agendas. There's, there's, there's no easy way to say it. Um, I can't say this enough. Who's funding Antifa? Who's funding these smashing grabs? Who's funding these protests? Who's funding this coordination? Who's funding this? Uh, this comes from Baxter Dimitri. They put this up June 9th over there at your newswire. Says George Soros's Twitter page flooded with millions of people calling for his arrest for treason. Says George Soros's history of funding leftist movements, including Black Lives Matter, is proving unpopular with internet users, with many taking to Twitter to denounce the globalist billionaire as one of the financial architects behind the violent disturbances across the U.S. Now, unfortunately, this doesn't go into depth about his ties to the Open Society Foundation, but thank the Lord that we are able to have hashtags. So we'll go ahead and get that up uh, because the Open Society Foundation as well as Planned Parenthood are one of the main financiers of uh, Black Lives Matter and more. And I guess because, again... I'm black, and I believe in the life that I've made because no one's given me a goddamn thing. Real talk. Even though I've sat up over here and built this whole thing talking about what I do, bro, <laughs> people still don't want to pay for it. Not a goddamn person's given me anything. I've had to fight, scrape, build, tooth and nail for everything I've had. So when I have like movements that say, oh, oh, we care about you. Man, shit, my own followers don't care about me. Get out of here with that. And that's okay because, and that's where that victimology mindset comes in to where, to where, to where I got to say this, I got to say this because I'm already here. We've talked about the suicide spirit, right? Guilt, shame, all this other stuff, nihilism, apathy. Well, what's happening with this? I should, should, should I go find the nearest white person and begin to shame them? What? Shame, guilt, mask shaming. Guilt, guilt tripping. Do you see these negative emotions? You see how it's not pride, it's not strength, not courage, not compassion, not unity, not love. You know, and I'll say it, Donald Trump could come out and just say, hey, you know, blah, 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 something Black Lives Matter. But, but it's again, this ever, in, this ever increasing escalation, not resolving things, not looking for peaceful resolution that makes things even worse. You get me? So I just wanted to mention that real quick as we talk about, you know, guilt shaming and mass shaming and virtue signaling and all these other things. It's just, it's just, I don't get into it. And uh, it just frustrates me even having to deal with it. But ultimately, I'm very glad that other people are dealing with some of these issues that we're not configured to deal with. It's the easiest way to say it. While it's not something that we focus on, I'm glad that other people do find the time to raise awareness about it, you know, I'll say this now and I need to get back into the topics. You know, one of the main people that we work with, the Free Thought Project, they call, and police the police, they call for a lot of police accountability and reform, right? You remove the police, these are supposed to be unbiased, neutral people. You remove them, you're going to have like private security, you're going to have these communal organizers and the government policing you. 
I'm, I'm, I hear you with the whole defund the police, teach them to do better tactics, and all this other stuff. You get rid of them, you're, you're inviting chaos, chaos, bedlam, and mayhem. I think everybody gets that. But because we're dealing with people who are radicals, they're going to have more and more extreme demands. And because we're capitulating, instead of putting our, fit down, our foot down, it's going to get worse. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it is just crazy. Because again, this isn't on our, in a, this is not an organic revolution. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not this, this hyper anti-racism is going to create the reverse effect that they, that they want. You get me? Like, yes, we should raise awareness about slavery. It's a real bad thing. Modern day slavery is still going on. I mean, why do you think we'd have uh, Dr. John A. King on, hunted and confronted, all kinds of different pedophile hunters, people exposing what's going on with satanic ritual abuse, child sex trafficking, human trafficking, and more. Hell yeah, slavery's still going on. It's a modern day, it's, it's real. But whenever I talk about trafficking, I'm not saying child sex black trafficking or child sex white trafficking or child sex blah, blah, blah trafficking. I'm talking about children being kidnapped, period. When I'm talking about kids is in cage, when I'm talking about kids in cages, I'm not talking about old little black kids in cages, old little white kids in cages. I'm talking about children in cages. So what people need to understand is this is not the revolution you're seeking. Yes, we do need to inform people about, you know, injustices within the police, systemic corruption, systemic racism. Uh, shit, man, I got pulled over for having a headlight out in a Prius. I'm a black dude driving a Prius. Why am I, why am I getting pulled over? Expose that? Yeah, for sure. But there are real issues that require this level of momentum and, 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 and uh, this momentum, this level of momentum and compassion. But with the rapid nature at which this has happened, it's not going to have a, 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 a lasting effect. If anything, it's going to whiplash back and intensify. I think what I'm trying to say is who stands to benefit from these types of things, from these types of riots? From this type of chaos. You got that over here. I wrote it out earlier. Who stands to benefit? Because right now, you've got corporations cherry-picking causes to become a part of. You've got a corporate, you've, you've got like a corporate social cultural revolution going on. It's like, how cool is it that you have Nike endorsing your message? So cool, bro. You're so revolutionary. This all comes from that whole, like, stay woke phenomenon that I just got pissed about for years. This, this is what happens when you got, like, a generation of people that are programmed not to think for themselves, man. Who look for the next thing <laughs> to, to attach their identity to. So soulless losers. These are not these are these are not well people. Yes, wake up to systemic corruption, police brutality, the police state, the surveillance state, the martial law, so much more. But if you're not thinking straight, you're going to end up having to come here. You get me? For people I've been talking to here locally, uh, international people won't pay. They, they won't know. Uh, but for people I've been talking to here locally, from James uh, from James Floyd or from James Boyd to George Floyd, I've been protesting police brutality in the police state hyper-militarized police and more. Like I said before, Obama's 2012 uh, National Defense Authorization Act having the ability to indefinitely detain people. I've been talking about that since I, could, since I learned about it. You see what I'm saying? But what's happening now is an organized agenda. 
part of the UN. Like I said, you got the UN, you, you, you got the, the Floyd family cozying up to Joe Biden to go to the UN to talk about defunding the police. Because who stands to gain from all of this? It's over here. Sorry. Wrong, uh, wrong sheet. Telehealth, the telecom industries, the surveillance state, the police state. And I know people are saying, well, how does defunding the police help the police state? Because the police state is just another form for martial law. You get rid of the police, who's going to protect you? A couple weeks ago, what was it? I think it was uh, not, not 1020 and not 1019, but 1018. Show number 1018, season 10, eight, uh, episode 18. The middle segment was talked about pandemic policing. How right before all this started going down, these protests, how convenient that there was massive amounts of military equipment bought and then given to, to I think, to, to the military, not the police. That's the main issue we have right now, is the police have access to too many hyper, uh, too many militaristic uh, tools. They bought an additional, basically a, a, an additional package of, of, of gear for what we're seeing right now. Like, again, remember, I started this transmission talking about Donald Trump encircling the White House and how that's only going to escalate. It's not going to go away. I know people want to think that this is this is a good thing, but my lord, like you've got to think. You've got to think right here. I'll read the article title for you guys and then briefly mention this and then continue on uh, talking about this. We put this up May 19th. It comes from Max Lavo over there. SHTF plan says just keeping you safe. The federal government buys riot gear citing the pandemic. Says they are gearing up for a battle. This is back in May. Says they are gearing up for a battle. The federal government has just purchased riot gear and it increased its spending citing a quote pandemic. Last I checked, riot gear is to, protect, is to protect them from the public when we finally had enough of their control and has nothing to do with keeping us safe from the virus. The purchase order requests, or the purchase order includes requests for disposable cuffs, gas masks, ballistic helmets, and riot gloves, along with law enforcement protective equipment for federal police assigned to protect veteran affairs facilities. The orders were expedited under a special authorization, quote, in response to COVID-19 pandemic. The Veterans Affairs Department, which manages nearly 1,500 healthcare facilities around the country, has also extended special contracts for coronavirus security services. You guys can find that a little bit more if you want to go read it on the page, May 19th, SHTF plan. And it basically talks about, yeah, for sure, go ahead, defund the police. We got somebody for that, for sure, yeah. Go ahead and remove somebody that actually should be trying to care about you. We don't give a shit. We'll get somebody to shoot you. Wasn't it George Bush that said, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists? Right? And then wasn't it Donald Trump who, again, put a barrier around the White House, shooting live rounds at people? And yet you have people saying, oh, martial law is necessary because we got to root out the traitors. We got to get out the deep state. It's like, look at what you're saying. Look at what you're advocating for. Look at... Look at what you're getting. Look at these stupid games you're playing and look at these stupid fucking prizes we're all winning. And so I'm not, I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy that I have to cover this. I'm not happy that I have to talk about this. I'm not happy that this is all going on. 
and because we know where this is going to lead. This type of escalation will lead towards destruction. Mark, trust Claire. Either calm down or join us in the next segment because I, I, I love when the inmates try to run the asylum. These protests will lead to contact tracing because I want to continue on. Citing the gear that they're getting for these riots and more. These protests, because it's so convenient that COVID-19 went away, will lead to contact tracing and we will see people disappeared. We will see people ripped out of their apartments the same way that we saw them in China. They will have the authority to do so from either pandemic policing, right? Being given the authority from the contact tracers, whatever. Yeah, let these, let these protests go down. Like if you don't think they're gonna track you via your cell phone data usage or whatever pictures you're posting to show you're, you're fighting for the cause, stay away from these protests because they will lead to contact tracing. People aren't gonna get away from, they're not gonna get away with this, you get me? That's gonna create the second wave fears. That's gonna create the lockdown. That's gonna create this whole other thing we just see brewing over here. You get me? And so my mind has not taken me over there because it, if you ask me, I think um, the protests will lead to detainments and the detainments will lead to insurrection because people will not wanna be detained and we will see, we're, we're gonna see chaos from it. You know, um, it, 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 it is just crazy. As much as we want COVID-19 to go away, or, or as much as we want COVID-19 to go away, that narrative was too powerful for them to let go. You get me? That, that narrative was too powerful and was able to affect too many people in order for them to just let it go, and so they won't. They'll let us have our f freedoms now just so they can come back through and take them. That's why you got Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, Oh, these protests, they're going to, uh, second wave, second wave talk. Just because they're not on the news doesn't mean they're not making these statements. You've got to understand. They're rolling with another part of the agenda so they can distract you on what's going on over here. Millions of people being aware of Bill Gates, COVID-1984, Event 201, and so much more. They had to hurry up and flip the, swip, flip the switch on something else. They had to tug at your heartstrings. They had to make you feel some type of way because they don't want you looking at logic, tracing tracing what's going on. No, 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 no. Can't have you thinking. No, let's have you being emotional, being irrational, you see. That was something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, more importantly, is the intellectual damage of emotional irrationality because it's a very real thing and I think that's where we're at right now. Um, again, the only reason I'm able to sit up over here and calmly talk to you guys is not only because of the New Leaf Naturals, right? But because from, like I said, 2014, shucks, even 2012 to where we're at today, my mind has been configured to look at these things and I have matched that same level of awareness in my own personal life to where I don't feel as, as, as panicked and worried as other people. But other people aren't, aren't I, I have to understand this, other people don't think like this. Other people don't, want to fight back. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, nine times out of 10, they go along with it. You're expecting courage from people who have been beat down for generations. You get me? I've, I've dedicated my life to fighting this, to exposing this. That's why I even talk about what, what, what's happened to me throughout the process of it, because this is, this is what happens. A lot of people, they get hit, they get hurt, they get censored. Oh, 
you know, something, something happens and they shut down. You guys have seen us have our, our pages taken over, content deleted, websites taken down, shut down, all kinds of stuff, like all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Other people give up. And I guess I'm just wondering, you know, again, where, where this goes from here. This next outcome is the future, or the, the next topic is the future outcome. We have things talking about the Great Reset, defund, defunding the New World Order. Uh, Freemasons, the Illuminati, and who benefits? Like I said, I talked about that before. Who benefits? The future outcome. Uh, as I said before, I think everybody understands that a lot of this is. Who is that? Who is that person that said something talking about talk about the Illuminati or the Freemasons? I'm trying to, or better yet, I have been talking about them. If you haven't been paying attention, we're gonna be talking about them now. People have to understand that a lot of what's going on is. Uh, is predicted war gamed as we as we led about here before, as we led into the transmission talking about and then it's deployed the future outcome you can look at things like agenda 21 agenda 2030 agenda 2050 codex alimentarius rex 84 you know state i forget what the state department memorandum is but there's all kinds of stuff out there where they tell you what their ultimate goal is uh, this is why even from talking about things like Silicon Valley and mushrooms and their whole breakaway civilization, you've got to understand the different things that are at play here. I'm going to briefly read to you guys about transcriminal organizations, transnational criminal organizations, and how in the future you're going to have these, these, these pockets of people who are going to be essentially separatists uh, from the major society. And in, and in weird ways, we've talked about this before. Um, it's just it's just crazy to see it wargamed in a military context. Um, Josh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, let me read a little bit. Let me read a little bit of this, and then we'll see where we're at with time. Uh, but I'm going back to the JLASS-SPAY 2018 World Summary. The information for that uh, Zebellion rebellion talks about black market trafficking and says following the end of cold of the cold war transnational criminal organizations made enormous gains in the newly opened economies of the former soviet bloc states and soviet clients globally during the 1990s economic chaos in the countries produced opportunities for tcos to open new markets in illegal drugs weapons weapons of mass destruction technology mineral trafficking and human trafficking during the first decade of this century, transnational organized crime flourished and aspiring terrorist organizations such as Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah mimicked their business models. This bolstered terrorist networks' revenues and providing them new global reach through, in, through established, quote, black markets. Shipping channels, though, led to confrontations with traditional TCOs with overlapping business interests. And unfortunately, the document cuts off there and I can't read any more about it. But what they basically talk about is again that scenario of if an organization like Antifa, the cartel, uh, or or Black Lives Matter, or any of these other groups start working with other nations as a front group, they can begin to siphon off materials and then essentially create this breakaway civilization. So when we talk about the future outcome and things like the Great Reset, the socioeconomic force slash political reformation, you've got to look at all the things that are on play right now. This is why they want to move to a cash society so they can track everything. A black market, like 
<laughs> me selling my chicken eggs, right? That's a black market. That's not transactional. Government can't get their cut. You get me? Government wants their cut. That's why they're moving towards a cashless society. These black market trafficking organizations using things like transnational criminal organizations, they're going to create a whole separate society using, I guess, using, using these resources. And it's just using these resources. And it's just crazy seeing them war gaming. It's like they know that in the future, the mid-2025s, you're going to have some of these eco-terrorist groups or some of these uh, anti-government or separatist society groups that are going to essentially conduct smashing grabs in, 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 in the mainstream society to siphon off resources. It's just crazy to read it in a casual way. And so when we talk about the Great Reset, this is something that came out, and I'll see if I can put it in the description bar for you guys. I guess it came out on, over on YouTube. Uh, and it talks about basically what we're what we're going over: the collapse of the dollar, uh, the creation of a new economic and financial system. I don't understand it. I haven't watched it in its entirety, but it's just that the socio-economic reformation, the fourth industrial revolution. What happens whenever all this stuff breaks down? And we have to have something new. I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out how Donald Trump is able to print all this money using the Fed, doing all this other stuff. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense because it's not supposed to last. You get me? And this is why they're going to collapse things. This is, again, part of that deconstructivism, the understanding that we have to go through a period of deconstruction so that we can ref reform. We've got to collapse in order for it to be rebuilt. I don't understand it, but as it happens and as more and more information surrounding it unfolds, I'll be here breaking it down with you guys, saying, or, or at least trying to figure out what we can. Now... The reason I wanted to talk about defunding the New World Order is because it ties into this part right here, that black market trafficking. When I'm telling you to vote with your dollars and vote with your lifestyle, I'm telling you to essentially divest from mainstream media, mainstream corporate culture, mainstream all of that. And again, they're just wargaming that to see that it, to see that it goes down. This question that we got here, defunding the New World Order, is exactly that. We have to figure out a way to where we do vote with our dollars, to where we do vote with our lifestyle, to where we do uh, not get not not get in ridiculous amounts of debt, right? Paying for a lifestyle that we don't want, right? We have to have that pro-human renaissance space future. And that means creating organizations, institutions, and, 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 and all kinds of other stuff that have these values that we're talking about. And the new world order that they're creating is an anti-human, anti-God, pro-Earth agenda. When we're talking about creating something separate, a whole new, a, a, a new new world order, or something separate from that, that's what we, that's what this is. It starts with things like defunding the police, or at least understanding that people have a a a, a, a power, a, a economic voting power that they can do these things, but they have to be aware of their information and aware of their of the resources at their disposal. Black market trafficking. As you can tell, this is all a lot to try to figure out how to put together in an hour-long segment. Somebody in the chat wanted us to talk about uh, Freemasons and the Illuminati, and I think we have just enough time to do so. If people don't understand that everything I'm talking about right now could only be created by secret societies, that this is not organic, then I don't know what to tell you. You're borderline. You, you borderline want to be ignorant of these things. 
people say, oh, talk about the Freemasons and the Illuminati. We've, we've talked about them time and time again. And so I know a lot of people are relatively new. We get new listeners, new followers, new people every day. It's just, how can I, how, how can I summarize? How can I summarize this, man? You know, people saying Trump has taken down the pedal cabal. That's why this is happening. I want to use that same logic with you. Censorship is happening because I'm exposing these people. Right? Trump says like, oh yeah, he's not a part of the cabal. That's perfectly fine. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to be a part of the cabal to be used by the cabal. Yeah, sure. Don't be a part of the club. Like George Carlin said, it's one big club and you ain't in it. Just because you ain't in it doesn't mean that they can't plan around you. That's why I'm saying all the powers that's being given to Trump will be given to the dictator after them. It's not about Trump. Trump's being used, and I've talked about this uh, back in 2016, basically when he got elected, that Trump's whole purpose is to trump in the technocracy. People expecting Trump to save us, yeah, he's a part of it for sure, but they don't understand what his purpose is. That's the, that's the Illuminati. Freemasons, yeah, for sure. There's a secret society, and they have an agenda. That's everything I'm breaking down to you guys all day right here. But because people are diehard loyalists to a person, rather than the idea or the agenda, of, or the truth even, they are unable to see everything that's going on. This is, again, why the whole QAnon phenomenon is there. Because these very same people, the ones that are researched, resources, connected, and more, they could be fighting this. They could be stopping this. But instead, they're parroting the narrative to where they're being told to trust the plan. And so far, this plan that I'm reaching out and telling you guys, do you trust it? Does this sound like something you should go along with? So, yeah, that's the Freemasons. That's the Illuminati. This is the world we're living in. That's the rebellion, and these guys are planning. But unfortunately, the timer dropped down. It says I have roughly 50 seconds. I'm going to use this time to say thank you guys for tuning into this edition. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be having guests join us to talk about the rebellion, the riots, uh, all this other stuff that's going on, the chaos at Bedlam, the mayhem. We'll be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. <laughs> 